0: Elon Musk shuts off Starlink and prevents a Ukrainian drone attack. Saudis agree with the Bible and say Palestinians must be part of the Israeli peace deal. And are Catholics and Muslims uniting to save the world? All this and more today on End Time. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince Steagall here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls today. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're asking the question, did Elon Musk prevent World War III? And some are even asking, is Elon Musk the Antichrist, Doug? Why are you over there chuckling right out of the gate? Uh, (laughs) I don't know, Vince. (laughs) You don't like that question? Is Elon Musk the Antichrist?
1: I think we've done a program about that. I, I do believe we I have. Think we did,
0: yeah. Would love so. your perspective in the comments. What do you think? <laughs> Is Elon Musk the Antichrist? Did he prevent World War 3? Share what you're thinking about the matter in the comments and maybe you'll be featured on the show. All right, Doug. We're excited about what's coming this week. Well, in the next week and a half, I suppose, within time, mm-hmm. Dave and Jana are going to be in South Bend doing a conference. And with them will be um, the Baxter's middle daughter, my mother, Kara McPeak. Yeah. She's been around End Time for over 20 years. Well, her whole life, basically. Or <laughs> basically her whole life since End Time has existed. Yeah. But uh, a lot of people know her from conferences and such. She'll be in South Bend. Mm-hmm. And Judy Baxter will be in South Bend at this conference. So uh, it's going to be an exciting time. Yeah. Dave's going to be teaching about understanding the End Time. He has a uh, lesson that he essentially goes through 14 episodes uh, in a brief session, Mm -hmm. and so uh, it's going to be a great session. And then Sunday morning, they're having a service, and I think he's going to touch on some breaking prophecy news. So if you are in the uh, northwest Indiana area or anywhere in Indiana you want to come out, we'd love to have you in South Bend this weekend. And then uh, this following week on September 19th, 20th, and 21st, Doug, we are doing a uh, live recording of our show at the indiana convention center and uh, that's going to be different <laughs>
2: yes it is
0: but it's if if you're in the indianapolis area or you just want to join us for a live recording of the show we would love for you to come out to the indiana convention center for the south bend conference and for this live recording information you can go to slash events and learn more Dave, Doug, and I and a number of our team members will be there in Indianapolis all week long at General Conference. And so uh, we'll be doing the show live there from our exhibit. And it would be really awesome if you all would come out. We get to meet you and hang out with you a bit. Last year, we, we interacted with a baby, Doug. Someone brought their baby that was named david michael just like our very own dave robbins That's true they didn't name him after him they did not know they said yeah but uh we get to meet all sorts of people at yeah, these conferences yeah, we and we and, a lot uh, of we love meeting people. the people so yeah hopefully they can come out because being in the studio doing this show all by ourselves just me and you in here mm-hmm. we are here as you can see we're um <laughs>
1: uh yeah it's a lot better
0: when people are around at least i like it a lot better when people are around it is
1: and you never know who you're gonna meet you never know who's gonna walk up and we're gonna be able to have a conversation with or who's gonna join us for the program so yeah yeah it'll be a great time so come on out we'd love to have
0: you all right elon musk shuts off starlink and prevents a ukrainian drone attack what is happening here doug
1: yeah, so this is uh, this is one of those stories that I knew that you would love to do because you would ask that question, is he the Antichrist? But uh, it's really, I, I like it because it comes from um, a perspective of a person that tried to do his part uh, to keep a war from happening. So kind of cool, the story there. But yeah, it has to do with his uh, his... SpaceX program, his Starlink that I know a lot of people have probably seen in the sky and even probably recorded those things and said, hey, what's going on in the sky? Because I've seen it around East Texas lately for whatever reason it's been in our uh, neck of the woods, so to speak, and a lot of people have been seeing it, and you know, out there where I live, there's a lot of people going, look at that UFO. Go out there with the (laughs) shotguns. Yeah, we're being invaded. But anyway, um, so you've probably seen the Starlink out there. They're all over the place, and during... Um, The first initial invasion of Russia into the Ukraine, they knocked out a lot of their satellites and their communications. And the people could not communicate. They couldn't get on the Internet. They couldn't share what was going on there in the Ukraine. And so he set it up so that they could have that. So he was doing it for a good cause. and, uh, And they were going to use it to launch a drone attack against some Russian ships that were anchored in the Black Sea.
0: So does that make him like pro Russia? Because it sound you know he's trying to help Ukraine out, and they start I, using it for that, and now he's blocking that. Yeah,
1: so. I mean I can see why some people might say that, uh, but he did say he's not pro Russia. As a matter of fact, in the article itself, he actually acknowledges that we did not want to be part of that. He said, "I don't support Russia for zero amount of dollars." Obviously. We are pro Ukraine, so he comes out and says they're pro Ukraine, uh, or at least he is. I guess with along with Starlink and SpaceX,
0: but, but but couldn't what he did kind of be viewed as an act of war to, to shut down a military operation essentially?
1: Well, it, it could, I guess, especially if you're Ukrainian or even uh, NATO. Maybe NATO mm-hmm. might think that he, uh, you know he interfered with something, but they were actually using something that he was in control of to launch. These attacks And his view was that this could have uh, happened like a Pearl Harbor with, uh, you know, Japan and the United States. It would have been a scenario like that where they would have actually used some uh, westernized satellite system to be able to attack. And therefore, Russia might have took that as America's aggression toward them allowing these drones to be used on something that was American-based. And so... He allowed them, I think, to get in with the 100 kilometers of the ships, and then he ordered his people to drop the signal, and they splashed down in the water and didn't harm a soul.
0: Now, Elon Musk is from South Africa, correct?
1: I believe that is where he is originally from. Yes.
0: Now, we did a whole show on Is Elon Musk the Antichrist? You can go look it up at watch.endtime.com or on the End Time Plus app and check out what we said in detail. But, Doug, for the quick overview, mm-hmm. is Elon Musk the
1: Antichrist? <laughs> no, I do not believe Elon Musk qualifies as the Antichrist.
0: Because he's from South Africa or some other reason?
1: Well, because he's, for one thing, he's not a, a world political figure, and he's not coming from um, the EU. So he's not out of the reborn Holy Roman Empire as a politician rising up. So he doesn't really fit the criteria. So no. That's such a
0: boring answer, Doug.
1: <laughs> I know. It's horrible, <laughs> isn't it?
0: <laughs> but people ask these questions, and so I think it's important to answer them. You've done so well. And we we dissected what the antichrist <laughs> looks like.
1: Yeah. in that show we previously. really did. Yeah, we talked about it.
0: So we are going to get to this Saudi agreeing with the Bible, saying Palestinians have to be part of this peace plan. Which, Doug, when this peace plan comes, when that's the beginning of the final seven years, if it aligns with what the Bible says. Yeah, if it aligns up with it. It would definitely be. So we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. And then Catholics and Muslims uniting to save the world. It's starting to sound a lot like this world religion that Revelation talks about. So don't go anywhere. Uh, we have open lines at 877-IN-TIME. Give us a call. We'll be right back.
3: A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me, and I was stunned on what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I
2: ever seen this before?
3: One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear... The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time.
0: Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800-END-TIME.
3: Are you ready for an extraordinary journey? To the region that is the focus of more end-time Bible prophecy than any other. Well, look no further. Join us on an unforgettable journey to Israel. Our adventure begins down in Jerusalem where we will teach on the Mount of Olives, sing at the Garden of Gethsemane, walk down through the Kidron Valley, then we'll make our way north, have a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee while visiting Joppa. Mount Carmel baptize in the Jordan River And so much more Don't miss out on this incredible Trip to Israel Spaces are limited Book your tour today Visit endtime.com tour Or call us at one 800 end Join us for an experience that you Will never forget
2: What if you could understand Bible prophecy Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning End Time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you.
3: back
0: to the end time show open lines at 877 end time 877-363-8463 don't forget we'll be in south bend this weekend dave and Jana robbins judy baxter Kara mcpeak will all be there for our conference Um, go to endtime.com slash events to learn more about the venue and other details around that conference also we'll be doing a live recording of our show from the indiana convention center next week in indianapolis indiana So be sure to go also to endtime.com slash events to see the details on that. We would love for you to come out and hang out with us for a bit, do the show. We'll be standing around at our exhibit basically all day and night long. So come on out. We'd love to hang out with you for a little bit. Go to, uh, again, endtime.com slash events to learn more about the details at the Indiana Convention Center next week. All right, Doug, have we covered everything you want to about Elon Musk? We had a discussion off air. I don't know. Well, where you not
1: everything. We haven't discussed everything about okay. it because I mean, you were asking if he's on the side of Russia. He said he's very much pro Ukraine. Now I'll tell you half of this since you're telling me I shouldn't say. There's the thing, things in the
0: article so, that mean things you don't understand. Cause yeah,
1: apparently I don't get it. But anyway, he said because says of culture. That because of culture. Because I'm 56, almost 57, yes. and Vince is 30 something. Anyway. I'm just glad you briefed me on that during the break. But. There is a quote in there that he says that this is not for war. Okay, S- to, we, we should move Netflix. on. Doug. We to watch move Netflix. On. Yes. Okay, so I'll leave it at that. Yes. But this is one of the things he said, which uh, you know is where I think really his his heart is. I think that he was really trying to honestly prevent something bad to come from this, like a nuclear war exchange, because. Uh, Russia had said, and and this was in the article as well, had they been attacked in a drone attack like that once they found out that this had been kind of intercepted. He said the uh, Russian ambassador said that that would have very much led to the potential of nuclear warheads being used in that war. So uh, because of the fact that they would use something, um, you know, like drones against them to do a sneak attack like this. And so his final statement that he made was was he thinks that both sides should agree to a truce and that, uh, you know, every day that passes, more Ukrainian and Russian youth are dying. And this is all, uh, you know, a a lot, a large loss of life for just gaining some land is basically what he was saying. So I think at the end of the day that this is one of those times where we can kind of You know, people are always like, is Musk a good guy? Is he a bad guy? We don't know what to think of him because, you know, he does this and then he does this and he's got the Neuralink and all that. But I think we could chalk this up on the side of good. Uh, I think he prevented something. At least I know if I had created something like a Starlink type of situation and I knew people were going to use it to kill a bunch of people, I would want it shut down too. So anyway, I'm going to put a check in the good side there for him. But
0: is that good, Doug? How is that like? you know if people are going to use guns to kill a lot of people should we shut that down i know you don't believe that but well i mean in regards to starlink
1: yeah he he made starlink for it to be used for a good purpose for people to be able to communicate during the time where they couldn't communicate and yes the military probably communicates on it now as far as they talk back and forth through channels. So it helps, you know, progress their side, I guess. But the thing about it is he did not make it for that. He made it for the common man that's there to be able to have internet, to be able to completely function, be able to communicate with people outside. And so that's what his point was. He didn't create it to be used for a a war weapon. He created it to be used for people to be able to have communication. To be able to have programming, to be able to see news and things like that. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm leaving it. I know so,
0: well, a lot of people ask us if this Russia-Ukraine war is World War World War Three.
1: Yeah. What make, do we make tell? Make sure them? you get that world. Uh, yes. Let's <laughs> pronounce it. Good. Um, I no. As far as we see right now, we don't believe it is because we believe that that war is probably going to start along the Euphrates River area in the Middle East. Uh, however. If this turned into something that led to that war, just an all-out war, if nuclear weapons were used and then if if Russia were to use nukes and then the West retaliate with nukes, it could very much throw us into that scenario. But because of what Scripture says about the angels being bound in the great river Euphrates, we've always felt like that's where the war would kind of happen. It would emanate from that area. Um, You know, I've touched on it before that, you know, what if these angels were loosed and they went into different regions of the world, like the uh, four horsemen do in uh, Revelation chapter six, they could uh, entice men to go to war. And so, you know, it could be a scenario like that thing is we don't know because we don't have enough scripture letting us know. And so we got to kind of go with what we've got. And um, so that's what we Believe At this point, we don't see this turn into a world war. So do you think
0: Elon prevented World War III by doing that?
1: I think he prevented uh, escalation to a nuclear war, you know, I do. And so uh, because of that, I do believe that if Russia uses those nukes, that they would be retaliated by the West. So mm. it could throw us into something like that. That's one of those things we'll just have to watch. And I think that this was a good call on his behalf, but... That's just my opinion. I don't have any Bible for that. So,
0: anyway. All right. Well, th- something we do have Bible for is a peace deal that's coming in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And it's a peace deal that is being discussed heavily, so especially since Donald Trump's deal of the, or actually um, the Abraham Accords, almost the deal of the century, which well,
1: it, it, it would have was, been if it, it was signed. It's called suppose. that,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, It has been discussed heavily and negotiated heavily, and they're still talking about it even though he is not in office. And so this is something that is, um, I guess it would be a big header on God's prophetic time clock. If we had a timeline, which we do and we've discussed, what would happen if this peace treaty got signed would be one of the primary features on this timeline. And they are discussing it today today. Um, and they have been for months. And so we're going to give you an update on that. Everyone on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, no matter whether everyone in the world needs to know about this coming peace deal and specifically what the Bible has to say about it. A lot of people may talk about the peace deal, but they're not going to give you the biblical spin on it. Some people think, that this deal that the Bible talks about has already been signed. We don't believe that's true. We think it's very clear that it's not true, actually. And so there is a deal that's being discussed and that we're going to give you an update on, and everyone needs to know about it. So go ahead and stop what you're doing and hit share right now. Um, Hit the heart instead of the thumbs up. Give us a heart. Love the video. And then comment. What do you think? Has the final seven years already began? We want to know what you think about that. And don't forget to share. That helps us out a lot. Get out to your friends and family, because hours from now, days from now, they might see that you share this video and watch it, and they need to know about this. So comment. What do you think? Uh, are we in the final seven years, yes or no? Now, Doug, there's an article from the Jerusalem Post. Saudis say Palestinians must be part of Israel, peace deal. And we agree that the Bible says this must be true yeah um how do you want to approach this story do you want to talk about how we know that first or or what i'm following your lead
1: well we can talk about the story first i guess there were two major stories that came out today about this situation um and the second one that we'll cover today is going to kind of be a a big one for everybody i believe but this one is just as big and um it's because of what they're saying and we talked about it a few weeks ago, in depth, a little bit more, so I wasn't going to go into depth today as much. we'll talk about the Bible a little bit and what the Bible tells us clearly, so we understand. but you know yesterday in the chat, people were saying that this is already a done deal and it's it's not a done thing yet saudi is uh is just saying for us to move forward with this peace plan for us to go and and make this uh this normalization with Israel. We must have something for the Palestinian people and that Israel would have to give up some things in order to make that happen. And so that is what's being talked about. And Anthony uh, Blinken, who is our U.S. Secretary of State, uh, he is the one that's been talking about this with Saudi, with uh, with their government and talking about the things that need to happen. And so they're saying that uh, the Palestinian piece is going to be a very important role there, too, uh, in order to get the Saudis to sign on. And the Saudis are kind of like a big brother right now. They're kind of looking out for the Palestinian people, and they're trying to work some things in. Uh, Some of the things that they're wanting, which go with the Bible and what you were talking about a while ago, is they say that there must be a two-state solution. So we've known there was going to be a two-state solution, Vince, for a very long time. Pastor Baxter, um, he started talking about this years and years ago. Decades ago. Yeah, when I was still listening to him on the radio before you guys even moved down here to Texas. It was one of
0: the first issues of End Time magazine in the early 90s that this peace deal was coming and there would be a two-state solution
1: yeah and i've
0: heard about this my entire life
1: oh i know i can imagine <laughs> thanksgiving dinners christmas gatherings birthday
0: parties <laughs> part of the birthday song whatever yeah. We're gonna incorporate bible prophecy into everything absolutely i'd be like hey poppy that's what we called him because yeah. i was born when my mother was so young right. uh they weren't ready to be grandpa and grandma so it was poppy and Mammon. and I'd be like poppy my first son just started walking what did you see what happened in the middle east I'm like, <laughs> How are we talking about this? But, yeah, yeah, we talk about Bible prophecy all the time.
1: Yeah, and I I can only imagine because that's all that that I knew that we talked about every time I was with him. But uh, just amazing, amazing information that he got from the Bible that helped him to understand that the Lord gave him that understanding that when it says in Matthew 24 – 15 through 21 it says when you see the abomination of desolation uh, as spoken of by the prophet daniel let those who be in judea flee for then there'll be great tribulation so he understood that to mean that we would have that two-state solution and he got very excited i remember when the oslo peace accords happened and president clinton just said well why don't y'all just share the temple mount and things like that man i can remember him preaching a a sermon almost (laughs) on the program you know talking about how exciting this was and so now we're seeing, uh, you know, this the Saudi Arabian deal coming to the table and they're talking about wanting to do this. And that's a big deal. We're talking about Saudi Arabia. And uh, they're already signed on with the United Arab Emirates, uh, Bahrain, uh, Morocco, and Sudan. So they've already got those done along with Egypt and Jordan that were done years before. But now they're saying they have to make this happen and we've got uh, our... Secretary of State saying the same exact thing, that without a Palestinian state, which we know is in Scripture, there will be no peace deal. And so that's a huge article that was talking about that today. Uh, Israel, you know, has uh, still got settlements out in the West Bank. The West Bank is that area where that uh, Palestinian state will be. It's the West Bank of the Jordan River, also known as um um, help me out here, Vince. Um, Gaza? Is that no, what you're trying to say? Not the Gaza Strip, but um, Judea. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Judea. So also known as Judea, Samaria. And so they're in that area. And right now what's happening is those settlements are places that uh, the Israelis are no longer, uh, they're saying that they're no longer going to expand in those settlements. But those people that are living there now, they will be able to remain there. And that's a big deal because of, you know, the U.N. treaty that was signed, the 2334. And we know that, uh, you know, they consider, the World Court really considers those settlers in that area to be uh, occupying that land illegally, and they're guilty of war crimes. So that's the conflict that's going on right now. And Saudi is saying we've got to get this resolved where everybody is happy with this two-state solution. And so that's a big deal it keeps coming up in the news. This article came out today. And so that's why it's a big deal. The second one the article is a a humongous deal. And I don't know if we want to talk about that now or if we want to talk about that when we come back uh from the from the break here in a few minutes, but it's a it's a big deal when you've got um uh, these people that are hosting these these talks and Israel really isn't in those talks with our Secretary of State in Saudi, they've been—he's flown over there and talked to the Saudi prince and uh, their representatives, and, and Blinken's doing this without uh, anybody from Israel really being there. And for the first time, there is a Saudi representative in Israel who is um, there talking about the peace talks for the Palestinians, and a boss has gone out and talked to um, Saudi. But because of the fact that. Um, you've got Netanyahu, who's so he's kind of hardcore about all this stuff. He's really they're they're kind of doing things and not really involving him as much. And so it's interesting to watch, and it's it's interesting because we know that it's eventually going to happen. I mean, this isn't something that we're saying, you know, this could happen one day. We know it's definitely going to happen. And they're talking about it almost every day in the media. And it got people so excited yesterday in the chat. They're thinking that it's already a done deal. And there's a peace agreement between the Saudis and the Israelis. And even if that were to happen, without that Palestinian agreement there, we don't have that final seven-year agreement. Because it's got to be between those two parties, Israel and the Palestinians.
0: Now, Doug, you said it's definitely going to happen but just a few moments ago, we were talking about how this was one of the first issues of End Time magazine in the early 90s. And we've been saying it's definitely going to happen yeah. all this time to where we certainly get hate mail, hate messages saying you guys have been saying this forever and it's not going to happen. Right. How do we combat that where it's like, yeah, we have talked about it for a long time, but it's still going to happen?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we we definitely know it's going to happen, Vince, because not only do we have it in Daniel, uh, you know, chapter 9, verse 27, where we we see that there's going to be that covenant with many for one seven, but we also see in Revelation 11 that there's going to be a sharing uh, arrangement on the Temple Mount. And people look at that and they say, how are we going to get there? There's a lot of things right now. People are asking those questions. I mean, we look at America right now and they're like, how can we be the wings of the eagle when we're moving so quickly in the world government? Well, how can Russia be the feet of the bear if they're moving so far away from it? And so now, you know, we've got this situation where people are going, How's there going to be a peace agreement when the Jews can't even go on the Temple Mount and pray? Because God's going to make it happen. That's how.
0: Trust in God above everything else. More on that on the other side of the brand. Hey, you
2: understand what is taking place. We're in shock,
0: Understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com future or call 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. Welcome back to The End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Did Elon Musk prevent World War Three? We talked about that in the first few minutes of the show. So if you're just now joining us, the answer is probably not, but definitely a nuclear war, it would seem. And we talk about that in detail then, so go back and watch that. And then we're also discussing this peace treaty that is coming Uh, that will begin the final seven years we are not in the final seven years some people believe we are some people don't even believe that's a thing we do believe it's a thing and that it's coming but it has not happened yet but it is certainly being discussed heavily now doug some people are saying there's a lot that has to happen before that final seven years begin is that true do we have clarity on that in the bible help us out there
1: well, I mean, I, I think I know what they're alluding to. But, you know, I mean, the thing is that what we're seeing, I know there's a lot of pastors preaching right now, Vince, that the next thing on the timeline is the rapture is going to happen.
0: Oh, boy. Um, going and get them stirred up.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, it's, Dave it's, did a
0: show a few weeks ago. Maybe it was last week. Mm-hmm. The rapture is not next, I think is what right, it was called.
1: Not the next so thing So if you want to know what we
0: think, go and check that show out yeah. on watch.intime.com. But.
1: but what we're looking at that could happen on the prophetic Uh, timeline there is the war that kills one third of mankind that we call world war three but it's actually the sixth trumpet war so we could see that war happening next and then this peace treaty coming but these two are just running down the track as fast as it can toward the same point and so it could happen either or could happen next Uh, so that's what we're kind of looking at right now now Sometimes I believe that if they were to get a Palestinian uh, Israeli agreement that allowed Israel to build her third temple and get the temple built, Um, Then that could trigger the war because there's a lot of the Arab community that doesn't agree with that. And that could start the whole thing. But it it appears to us like the war will happen first. And because of uh, the result of one third of mankind being killed in that war, there will be a peace treaty. And so you've got those two things. Like I said, those are the two things that are on the prophetic timeline right now. Of course, we believe that the rapture happens after, immediately after the tribulation of those days because of Matthew 24, 29 through 31. And so people can go check that out for themselves if they've never seen that. I know there's a there's a lot of hostility to that subject. So my, my, don't my. don't want to spend a lot of time on it today. But um, we are seeing things happen very quickly. You know, Israel's got a, at least one red heifer right now. They They've actually got four red heifers. Uh, that in are still Israel. Yeah, in yeah. Israel that are still kosher, but they've got one in particular that they're looking at that they're protecting with every means necessary to make sure that that, that red heifer is going to stay spotless, it's going to be fine, and they're going to be able to use that red heifer.
0: There's about 20 more here in Texas.
1: Yeah, there was a total of 20, I think, what, 29? Mm-hmm. Something, something like, like that. that. But they could only ship so many out because of the fact that... Um, Israel wouldn't allow them to come in all at the same time. So there's backup if they needed them, but it looks like they probably won't out of the five that were sent. One ended up not being kosher, not staying kosher, but four, like I said, are still kosher to, to at least to my knowledge today. And, uh, it looks like, uh, I think early next year, they, they could know for sure and could actually do the sacrifice and have the ashes. So, uh, A lot of people believe, too, there's a story out that's saying that they could actually build the temple in Shiloh, in ancient Shiloh, where the um, heifer is actually being kept right now. The red heifer is there in like a little museum area where they can take people to come and see. They've made some um, archaeological discoveries where they've seen um, that perhaps that's where uh, the tabernacle actually was. And so they're saying, well, Israel could build her temple here. But that doesn't line up with Bible prophecy. Like I said well ago, Revelation eleven one and two tells us that that temple is going to be on that temple mount. There's going to be a sharing of that area, and that uh, the Gentiles will have the outer court, which is where the Dome of the Rock is right now. So, having said all that, we know this stuff is happening. We know it's going to happen because it's in God's word. So. I'm ready for this next story because this is probably going to get a lot of people excited.
0: Well, Doug, before we get there, you (laughs) mentioned Shiloh. Yeah. And you know my children pretty much watch our show when we're
1: on. Yes, they do.
0: And so he's probably ecstatic. One of my sons' names, for all of you that don't know, is Shiloh. So he's probably ecstatic right now. And it made me think that my other son, Brady... Last time I wore this jacket on the show, said that it was ridiculous. That's what yeah. he told my wife. He's five years old and said, "Papa's jacket is ridiculous." And so it kind of got me a little self-conscious when you mentioned Shiloh and thinking about that. So, um, yeah, what do you think? Is this jacket ridiculous? Let me know in the comments, and we'll see if it changes whether or not I wear it again. So,
1: well, there you go. What do you think, Doug? You think it'll change anything? I- I don't know. I don't think it'll change anything. You're just cutting edge and members
0: so. only. Last time, I think someone highlighted yeah. my members only jacket and your. What's that? The late show guy from decades ago, Johnny any, Carson. Jo- yeah, yeah,
1: said I look like Johnny Carson. Like, I think we yeah. might have had the same outfit on. It, there. it might have been the same thing that day. I can't remember. It. I I have a couple of these jackets now that look. I guess, 70s retro, I guess. And your so.
0: wife loves them, and that's what matters. That's what matters. Are we going you know. to this next story, or are we going to the phones?
1: Uh, wherever you want to go from here. Let's so. start with the phones and okay. see what you happens. Okay, you like to make people hang on,
0: don't you? Well, the story is so good, and, <laughs> okay. and we're definitely going to tell people about it, but All right, let's uh, go I don't on. want to keep Joe waiting no, much no longer uh, because it's time for the Joe Show. <laughs> uh, comment the Joe Show if you appreciate when Joe from New York calls in. Joe, welcome to the show.
2: I love your jacket. Oh, yes. But how about my hair? I love your jacket, and it does not look like a members-only jacket. The only thing similar is the color. Your <laughs> collar is different. I know very well what, the, <laughs> what those jackets looked like. Years ago, they had a band collar with a buckle that went across, and you look tremendous. Well, thanks. I you. love that jacket on you. Thank you. <laughs> and also, Doug, we won't leave you out. Joe,
0: I think your phone's ringing in the background.
2: Yeah, yeah. I just shut it off, shut it off. Whenever I'm on the phone, then another phone rings. But let me get brief to the the stories, first of all, being that I'm a student of history. And the funny thing about the four angels that are bound up by the great river Euphrates, if we look at historically, that whole geographic area, right, there's been so much evil generated throughout history history from Russia, Turkey, Iran, Syria, Iraq. I mean, it's like embedded there. So that kind of goes along with, you know, what you're talking about, the angels. We know they're going to be loosed, but it doesn't say exactly how they're going to initiate it. I do not believe angels have the authority to start war. They influence human beings. And we know that there are plenty of leaders in that area that are nuts. They're manipulated by Satan to do foul things. But we know the bottom line is the script you don't lie. But I do agree with you guys that World War III will happen before the peace agreement. If we look at, no matter what we're hearing in the news, for, for Israel to sign that with the Palestinians, there's got to be some heavy-duty stuff happen. You know, that's just the reality of politics and, 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 and the way the Israeli decision-makers think, because I've been paying a lot of attention to them, you know. But um, I love you guys, and I think, I think the World War III is going to start not like we think it is, not like I've been praying for a long time about this. Number one, I think Chi- China is going to be eliminated as a world power. That's got to be ha- that's got to happen, and now, it's I think it's in Daniel eleven where it says these leaders sit at the same table and they lie to one another. That is something that has taken place throughout history. These world leaders they'll shake hands and they'll stab each other in the back. So we can't go by any agreements that we see, you know, with this guy. Uh, uh, that little chubby guy from where North Korea, I forget his name, that went to meet him. Kim Jong-un. You know, and and, and it's all falling into place, these meetings. And here's the thing. It's happening faster and faster. We can't even keep track because we don't know every detail, but prophecy is being fulfilled faster and faster. And I I, I do want to end up on one thing. I stay in touch with ministries all around the United States of America, and there are thousands upon thousands of believers that are praying for our nation, because when we look at the administration, we say, how can we become a righteous-thinking nation? But it will happen. The United States of America will be turned around. We will have these vile politicians, and that's what they are they will be replaced by righteous men and women, and, that, and that's biblical, because we've got to be strong, we've got to be healthy to stand with Israel until the return of Messiah Jesus to this earth, because that's what's in the Word of God, and it's happening. There are all kinds of ministries doing different things to unite the body of Christ, being led by Holy Spirit, to pray endlessly and take action, and that's what we've got to see for us to be turned around. I love you guys, and I said I think everything I wanted to say.
0: <laughs> Thanks, right, Joe. John. We always love it when you call, of course, so appreciate your and perspective. And say, say
2: hello to your son.
0: Oh, I'm sure he's watching right now ecstatic Good. that Joe called in.
2: <laughs> yes, and I, I, I love your family. Your family is a blessing. Every day you get up, you got to thank the Lord God for such a beautiful family. Amen amen i love you guys you are my family and i pray for you i've been getting uh, emails you guys gave out my my email address and brothers and sisters are sending me emails i'm responding to everyone and writing everyone's name in my log i've got this new prayer journal that i'm putting everybody i know's name in there if they don't know the lord i'm going to pray them into the kingdom and those that need healing i'm praying and doing the best I can is this crazy person in, in good old New York is doing. Well,
0: Joe, sneak my name in there a couple times.
2: <laughs> oh, it's there, man.
0: <laughs> Love you, Joe. Thanks so much for your call. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. Bye. All right, Doug. We are running out of time, per mm-hmm. usual. We've talked about a lot. Did yes. Elon Musk prevent World War Three? What's the quick answer on that? I, I think he could have. Yes. And then the Saudis agree with the Bible and say that Palestinians must be part of the Israeli peace deal. Now it's possible they could have a peace deal without the Palestinians being involved, but it wouldn't be
1: the one that the Bible talks about.
0: Is that accurate? Yes. Is that peace deal going to happen anytime
1: soon? Uh, it could happen. In, yeah, really quick. I mean, especially with uh, with everything that's being talked about right now. So.
0: And by that you mean the discuss- the, the war, the rumors of wars. Um, the red heifers being ready and the third temple being built and so many different prophecies that are kind of in this funnel coming together, getting closer and closer.
1: Is that right? Right. But just make sure everybody understands that the third temple is not being built yet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> are you throwing me onto the bus or are you no, clarifying you just something? No, you just said with the red heifer and the third temple being built, well. Yeah, yes. Yeah, we don't have Thank it. Yeah. Thank Yeah, no problem. I'm just trying to make sure people don't start going, well, Vince said. Yes, but well, they no, would. There's no temple so I appreciate
0: yet. Appreciate the clarification. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, some people say the rapture is going to happen before that peace deal is signed. Is that true?
1: No, not according to what we see in
0: Scripture. So we will enter the final seven years um, and we won't be raptured out. Right. Some people say that World War III will happen before that final seven years begins.
1: Is that true? Yes, it's that could happen. Like, like I said, we can see that happening being one of the scenarios that causes the peace treaty to be done.
0: But the Bible doesn't clarify that. Right. So it could be war. It could be peace. We don't really know yet. We think it's probably war first, then the peace deal. Yeah. All right, well... Catholics and Muslims uniting to save the world. We're going to talk about that on the other side of the break and get to more of your calls. You can join us by calling 877-END-TIME,
2: 877-363-8463.
4: Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills. But God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV. And now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the End Time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer.
0: Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince DeGall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Give us a call. We'd love to hear your perspective. Also, don't forget, Dave and Jana Robbins will be in South Bend, Indiana this weekend. Join them and Judy Baxter and Kara McPeak. Dave's going to teach about understanding the end time and also breaking prophetic events. We're going to have a great time there in South Bend, so make plans to join us there. And then also that f- the following week, which is I guess a week from now, Doug, um, next week we'll be doing the show live from the Indiana Convention Center. We'd love for you to come out and be part of the show. Uh, you can learn more about the conference and also the live recording of the show at endtime.com slash events. All the details are there. There's two events for for the South Bend Conference, and then there's three different events for the live recording. So come out. We would love to see you in Indianapolis. All right, Doug, we're going to sneak in more about Saudi here and what they're doing with this peace treaty. I thought we had wrapped that up, and we had not, so I apologize for that. But um, there's more information. And this is the story you said that you were extremely excited about.
1: Yeah, because this is something where we, we see things are actually beginning to happen, Vince. Um, so this comes from the Times of Israel. It came out today as well. I told you there were two big stories that came yes. out today. And this one is Saudi will be co-hosting a U.N. event aimed at revamping the Israeli-Palestinian peace process.
0: Now, is this the one that they brought up in the chat yesterday? Is this the same thing?
1: This is not the same thing. Okay. This, I, I knew nothing about this until today. Um when when I was looking in the news and, and saw this, somebody had sent it to me, actually. So uh, I was able to see that. But uh, th- what this is going to be, so this is kind of a big deal because uh, we're talking about it's going to happen at the U.N. So we're talking about the one world government uh, at its core there, the U.N., the General Assembly, is where they're going to be doing this. Uh, there are going to be people there. They're calling this event, it's called Peace Day Effort for Middle East Peace. And it's going to take place on Monday. So next Monday is when this happens in New York there. And it's being put on by the Saudi Arabian uh, government along with the Arab League and the European Union. So we've Mm -hmm. got not only... That one world government beast of the end time. But remember, the EU is what we believe to be that revived Holy Roman Empire, that 10 horn kingdom eventually will come out of the EU. So we've got that, both of those world government powers that are going to come together there in the end in Revelation 13, 1 and 2. And they're cooperating with Egypt and Jordan but here's the the crazy thing it'll it'll be hosted by uh secretary general antonio gutierrez which he normally is the keynote speaker but israel and the palestinian parties are not invited to this hmm. but he, listen why to the wording i know that's what's weird okay so i don't know exactly why that but here's here's what it says It says the U.N. diplomat said, explaining that it is focused on congregating important global stakeholders on the issue in order to reinvigorate the peace process. So it's like when you think of a stakeholder, what do you think of?
0: Well, like a partner in a business or someone who owns a portion of a company.
1: Yeah. So you're like paying into this this corporation or something right so you're a stakeholder now that's who they're dealing with they're not dealing with the two people that live in this country they're not letting them in on these talks but they're talking about stakeholders coming in to the un and they're going to allow these people to make decisions for israel and the palestinians in the un building these are things that they're going to be talking about. How can we generate that? What can we do to make this happen? And stakeholders, when I think of stakeholders, if you ran a corporation and you have stakeholders, they each own a percentage of your business. And
0: they have a voice in the conversation.
1: Exactly. And that's what we're looking at. They're saying that these people are going to come in and they, they've they all got a voice now because they've signed on to the Abraham Accord. This is something mm. they're going to build. They're going to launch off of that. Into this, and remember what Daniel nine twenty seven says, that the Antichrist, the he, will uh, confirm a covenant with many.
0: And we think that he is from the European Union. Yes, and they just so happen to mention that in this article. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting.
1: So that's. That, you know, my antennas go up when I, when I read stuff like this. So when I read that, I kind of got cold chills and I thought, oh, my goodness, because we're talking about Monday. They're going to be doing this and they're talking to people who have signed on to these Abraham Accords along with the world government. And remember, we believe that out of this peace agreement that the Temple Mount events will actually be put on a sharing arrangement and it will be controlled by an entity like the U.N., a world government entity that basically like we say in the south we we don't have a dog in the fight you know mm-hmm. if you don't have a piece of the puzzle there you just want peace then you give it to somebody who doesn't have a stake in it they're not saying well this person needs this or this person needs this you say everybody needs to be able to worship here and so that's what we're seeing uh you don't really have a dog in the fight there but it's going to be placed under somebody who is in that situation where they're going to be an entity that can enforce the rules basically of the temple mount and that's how a, a peace agreement will be done and a sharing arrangement be done because now the uh the arab uh waft, they won't be able to be in charge of it or israel's military won't be able to be in charge of it it'll be an international uh figure there so We could see something like that happen. I'm not saying that's going to happen on Monday, but I do believe that that may be some of the things that they talk about on Monday. I'd like to to be able to know, man, what exactly are they saying in this meeting, and what are they talking about? So
0: groundwork's being laid, Doug. Yeah, that could be a big story
1: soon, and
0: that means that there are other things coming after that occurs, Mm -hmm. and one of those things is the greatest revival we've ever seen. Yes. God's people will be persecuted, Mm -hmm. but also there will be revival like we've never seen. There'll be more people beginning to follow Jesus. That's right. And to study his word and to become true disciples of Jesus Christ. And so we are elated about that. We're going to be involved with that all the way through to the return of Jesus. And then (laughs) the highlight of it all is going to be when that great reset occurs at the end of the final seven years, when Jesus returns and overthrows all human government Mm -hmm. and says your time is up there's a new ruler here and all y'all are done yeah and it's going to be you know i thought about writing a book doug called the great big reset (laughs) and i like
1: it i like the title of that book.
0: threw it out there for everyone to hear so (laughs) it won't be a surprise if it happens so there is a great big reset coming and we want you to be involved in it um, the only way that you're going to be part of that big reset is if you've been born again. That's the most important decision that you could ever make in your life. The disciples referred to it as being transformed. Their life dramatically changed once they were transformed. So go to com slash reborn and make sure that you're going to be part of that big, great reset that is coming when Jesus returns. We want to be there with you. So com slash reborn is the site to go to to read about what it truly means from a biblical perspective to be born again. We're going to go to Missouri now. Mark is watching there. Mark, welcome to the End Time Show.
5: Hey, can you hear me?
0: Loud and clear.
5: Yeah, Yeah, it's the real reset.
0: Absolutely.
5: Well, you know, I hear you guys talking about the timing of all of this, and I think there's still a lot of stuff that's got to happen. I believe the red heifer's got to happen because, from what I understand, according to Jewish uh, belief, that anybody that works on the third temple has got to be purified. So that's got to come first before the temple can get built. Um, and I think that uh, the world war is going to come, you know, along with uh, the rebuilding of the temple. I mean, the other world wars, you know, the, everybody's life didn't stop. So I think the first three and a half years, is temple's are going to get built. You know, the Antichrist is going to start moving his way through to power. Um, and the, a guy that I've been hearing a lot about is this uh, uh, Iranian prince, uh, you know, the Shah's son. He's talking all kinds of peace with Israel and, you know, brothers, you know, and all that good stuff. Uh, you know, uh, we're going to get fooled. A lot of people are going to get fooled with this peace talk, as they call it.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Mark. I think we're right there with you. We appreciate your call and your input. God bless you. All right, Doug, there's another story that we need to get to. Mark's starting to allude to it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Muslims and, and Catholics are coming together to save the world. Now, the Bible talks about this one-world religion that's going to happen. We believe the leader of that one-world religion, according to the Bible, is going to be the Pope. Yeah. There's another controversial thing to throw out there today. <laughs> yeah. We're hitting it all today. We really are. So, What's happening with this? How are Muslims and Catholics going to unite to save the world?
1: Yeah, well, there were actually several articles that came out today just on September 14th about uh, the religious leaders of the world helping to bring in peace. Uh, I chose this one in particular because it broke it down to kind of let us know that Pope Francis is very much involved in this, and it kind of proves our point about Revelation 13 when we talk about the false prophet. Uh, but the title of this is uh, Maybe One World uh, Religion Will Save the World, and it's from uh, an article in People Daily is what it's called there. But he, what they say there is that they have been trying to form a one-world religion in um, since really, I, I would go back all the way to uh, the end of um, World War One is when they were trying to do this because that's kind of when it started back, um, way back in the 1900s was when the movement actually started to to do this and they started thinking this way. But this you mean
0: this specific phase of it? because yeah. Obviously, we go back to Babylon. We can go back to the Tower yeah. of Babel, Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's really when it started. So this is like, you know, I've said before, and I know we've talked about it before, is the devil just keeps trying to do the same thing over and mm-hmm. over. And so that's basically what they're talking about, the way that they can do this. And one of the things they mentioned in the article, Vince, is the Abrahamic family house that's there uh, in Dubai, where they have built the actual mosque and they have a Roman Catholic church and they have a Jewish synagogue all there in that area and that's one of the things that they've done there and so we've talked about that before and shown pictures of it and everything but they also say in this article they actually call this a covenant which was interesting to Mm. me when they talk about this this one world government or this one world religion that's going to help bring peace in uh they called it a covenant and they said that is what the aim of the abrahamic family house is it's to help everybody to understand and have tolerance and to coexist Every article that I read today about this and about spiritual leaders doing this, the word coexist was there for every single one of them. But notice what the verbiage is down here just real quick. I know we're kind of running out of time. But look there where it says, We need to reevaluate our concept of God since the image we have had for eons is now tattered. The concept of God living somewhere in the sky in flesh and blood is outlived its credibility. We now know that God is a living spirit who dwells inside every creature of the universe and manifests himself in mysterious ways. And no one can deny that there is a natural mystic flowing through the air. The covid Uh, 19 pandemic has exposed many facts about life that have been hidden from people it is a rapture of sorts happening right before us very strange verbiage that they're using there but you know remember also vince that the serpent was very wise in the way that he talked to eve and he would take some truth and he would throw in his own little mixture there That's what I felt like that whole paragraph did. It just took a little bit of truth and then kind of just been, boom, here it is. So they want everybody to believe that you can call God whatever you want, that he manifests himself to all these different religions in different ways. And so that's kind of what they're pushing here. I know we're out of time, but. So
0: Catholics and Muslims aren't going to
1: unite to save the world. That's what you're saying. Well, they're going to help bring in this one-world religion system. But it won't save the world. No, it's not going to save the world, but it will get us to the point where Jesus will come back. Well,
0: (laughs) Doug, tomorrow we have a very special guest. You're not going to want to miss tomorrow's show, so be sure that you are here at 3 p.m. Central Time. We'll see you there. Don't miss it, whatever you have to do.